before we start this week's episode, um, we have a little announcement slash question slash we need your help kind of thing. Um, so we're really excited for this new year, 2022. Um, this month we really are focusing on testimonies and, um, like we did at the beginning of the podcast, we talked about ours, but we don't, we don't only just want to talk about ours. We want to talk about y'all's. So if you don't mind, and you would like to participate, please send in your testimony to our Instagram or our email or our personal Instagrams. Um, we'll leave everything anonymous. And um, we just want, and we'll, uh, the last episode of the month, we're going to talk about everyone's testimonies that uh, y'all have sent. And so uh, please send in your testimonies um, so that we can record and talk about y'all's testimonies. So, thank you. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Get Out of Your Head, um, our study in Philippians, Stopping the Spiral of Toxic Thoughts. And um, let's just jump into it. I'm super excited. I hope all y'all had a very safe New Year's and here we go let's just get right into it my oldest went to college this year and like all slightly crazed mothers i tried to uh, cram every last session into his precious mind in the final weeks before he moved out as if this was the last legal time to preach to the poor kid here was the last speech the final words my sermon on the mount in the car son you are a light I know this because I have seen God in you. I have seen you go from a selfish punk kid to a young man who responds to conviction. A young man who fears fears from God, or hears from God. You love people and you even put others ahead of your own interests. All of this is evidence that God is in you. So you are a light. It's a fact. It's your God-given identity as one of his kids and you're headed into the, the pitch black darkness. There will be times you act like the darkness, but you will never be the darkness, and you will never be at home in the darkness again. And team, same goes for us. If you know Jesus Christ as a Savior, we have been given new life, new identities, and new motivation. The light of Jesus resides in us and through us. No matter what spirals we face on a day-to-day basis, yet our flesh, the world, and the adversary are doing everything in their power to to stem or to st- I don't know what that word is. Our past. We moved from being slaves to sin to being children of God. We will probably be trying to wrap our minds around the astonishing truth until we get to heaven. But we must try because it shifts everything about us. As God gives children children filled with the Holy Spirit, we have the mind of Christ. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 2.16, the issue is whether we're using it to think the thoughts that Jesus might think. Are we taking every thought captive and training our minds daily in the right paths are we moving forward instead of looking backward now that you know how to fight we're going to talk about how to go the distance how to per 
persevere and keep growing in the strength and maturity. In chapter 3 of Philippians, Paul is telling us how to mature in our thoughts. Paul is exhorting this young church to follow his lead, to follow his example of maturity as he fixes his mind on Christ. Why do we need to mature? Because we want Christ. Maturity as a Christian is the process of becoming more like Christ, and none of us are there yet. And perhaps surprisingly, one of Paul's indicators of maturity is the discipline of forgetting what's behind so we can move on to what's ahead, so we can grab on to what ours in Christ. Later in this lesson, we will process the why and how of forgetting. But for now, let's go to Philippians 3. So, we're going to read three, two, through four. And that was on the wrong page. Okay. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed, is not grievous, but for it is safe. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the conscience. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I am more. Paul begins chapter 3 with a warning. What exactly is he asking the church to watch out for? Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, perse- uh, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. List the things Paul says he could put his confidence in. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ? Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss, for the excellency of the knowledge of of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. What does Paul do with all of his most precious earthly gains? That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Why would he do this? Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after. If that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Jesus or Christ Jesus. Oh my word, I can't read today. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, 
But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. Let us therefore as many as be perfect, be thus minded, and if any thing ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even, weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things himself unto himself paul is going to challenge the mature followers of of christ in verse 15 to think a certain way in this passage in verse 17 says why we should think and act like paul what is the reason for paul's hope and verses 18 through 19 describe the enemies of the cross of Christ. And in verse 20 through 21, Paul builds out our ultimate motivation for godliness. Those of us who are mature think this way. Philippians 3.15 in the ESV. In my research on biblical maturity, it became clear very quickly that maturity was a subject Paul cared a lot about. No one in the Bible talks more about maturity than Paul. I know why. Because he was writing letters to fragile young church, and his deepest desire was that the small flame of faith would catch a blaze and spread into the ends of the earth. These first-generation believers had grown up in a culture and belief system different from the identity they now possessed. And Paul's letters to the Philippian church is, deci- uh, is discipline ship from a distance. Let's look at some of his key phrases connected to mature thinking. He draws from the imagery of a running race. Having a vision of focused endurance to the finish line no longer is Paul finish line achievement or status. Press on. The phrase I want to come back to is forgetting what lies behind. Straining toward what lies ahead, toward the goal, the prize, which is the call of God in Christ Jesus. The phrase I want to come back to is forgetting what lies behind. As we look to regain our in our thoughts and mind, there is no small command. We are terrible forgetters when it comes to our past, aren't we? No matter if we are an achievement or a shameful decision, we too often allow our past to dictate our thoughts and lives. But Paul was addressing something deeper than this past actions and accolades. He was talking about his motivations. Forgetting what lies behind sounds impossible, doesn't it? Our brains never stop working even when we sleep. So yes, it is impossible to only forget and be left with nothing in our minds. How do we become great at forgetting? We become experts in remembering. Paul's single-minded goal was motivated is what motivated him to forget, to leave behind his past, 
Paul's new motivation was so consuming that he gave no value to his past, thus leaving no room for his past to define him. As long as we leave room in our minds for the past, we will allow it to define us. When I sit down with a woman who genuinely loves Jesus and says she's not in bondage, yet I hear her bitterness and unforgiveness, we have a problem because even though this invisible bondage is not it, it or even because even though this is invisible bondage, it is bondage and a hindrance to focused endurance to fin- to the finish line, and roots of bitterness and unforgiveness will not just fade away. Every thought bears fruit, so what does not produce the fruit of righteousness must be held up to the light of the gospel to allow God to deal and heal. And guess what happens when you get free from the past? You get free to run your race. Now, for many of you, before you can move forward, you need to process and forgive and work through difficult circumstances. Do the work, but then it is time to no longer be defined by it. Keep your heart with all diligence, for from it flows springs of life. Proverbs 4.23 The heart here can be defined as the the seed of our thoughts, will, and emotions. Who are we? Our very intangible, or, yeah, intangible, I lost my spot. Our very intangible essence that makes us uniquely us lives somewhere in the recess of our mind. So we, as maturing Christ followers, guard our minds because uh, flowing out of it comes every aspect of life. What we think will directly become who we are. So why do you have to become great at forgetting? Because you are a new creation with a new identity and a new motivation. And Jesus is just that good. Some of you need to forget because your past is filled with how awesome you are. And you... You have built your identity on your ability and the applause in man, and you wonder why you don't feel like you need God or why you don't want to grow in maturity. Some of you need to forget because you built your identity on a lack of awesomeness, and all you can do is think of yourself as well, but not in a good light. You can never imagine being confident enough to pour your life into another person. Some of you have the past full of shame, whether you were a victim or actively ran from God, your past still defines you and holds you in bondage, and your greatest fear is still being found out. Forget what is behind. Race toward what is ahead. I know for some of you this sounds too simplistic. Seasons of difficulty in in my life have required a lot of counseling till the gaping wounds have begun to heal. The point is, we have to fight down the distractions and bondage that keep us from wholly advancing the gospel with every part of our lives. Let's become free people, because free people, free people. Ask yourself these questions. What do you need to do, or what do you need to forget or work through? What work needs to happen in your life to move toward that freedom? And what is the first step and that work that you can do before this day is over? And then if you have the book and you're going through it, 
Now is the time to look at the project section, which you can do on your own time. And in, in conclusion, with each positive choice made, choosing stillness instead of distraction, for example, our community instead of isolation, we are training ourselves to use the mind of Christ that we have. The more we make these positive choices, the more reflective that approach becomes. We said that at first such a shift is possible through consciously, deliberately interpreting our spirals. But as we practice more, that shift becomes probable and then predictable and then utterly instinctive to us. Eventually, we get to the place where we don't even realize we're interpreting interrupting our negative thinking in order to choose mind of Christ thinking because the impulse has become so ingrained. I liken it to cutting a road in the in the woods. At first the path is marked by flattened leaves on foot-worn soil, but over time the demand for the path will cause someone to come and pave it. Instead install mile markers. Eventually the path is so clear cut that it would be senseless to take another route that path is just the path you always take it's not easy to stop believing lies we can't simply sit back and wait for our minds to heal for our thoughts to change we train we walk the path over and over again pressing on toward what is ahead and forgetting what is behind that's how truth gains the victory in the battle for our minds we stick our heads in our Bible day in and day out. We are consumed with Jesus and we keep moving. You might not be able to fully grab hold of truth at the beginning, but as you persevere, it will cut a path and become permanent. We keep getting up and going to Jesus, choosing to connect with him and make him first. We keep interrupting our spirals with community, service, and gratitude every good choice. We choose well daily moment by moment we turn our minds and we a new temptation or and when a new temptation to spiral persists presents itself we trust our training and so next week or the week after next week we will start our last session and then we'll be done with this series and we'll be moving on to the next one so we will see you next week here on Breaking Apostolic Taboo. I'm Bailey Romans, and let's start talking.